Hey, everybody, get ready for an informative episode from Parents' Rights in Education. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and I'm looking forward to our time together. We stand and defend the fundamental rights of all parents to raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.org. Sign up to receive our news alerts. Like our Facebook page. Join or form a Parents' Rights and Education affiliate chapter. Making your voice heard is always easier with others. Just grab a couple friends and you're there. We will help with training, information, branding, and contact referrals. Let's start a Facebook group for you. Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.org. Hi, guys. This is the third episode of our series on the National Education Association. And I do hope that you will encourage your peers, your friends, your associates, as well as teachers, by the way, school board members too, and urge them to listen to these episodes. I thought I knew a lot about the National Education Association. And I did. I knew that it was a powerful and therefore influential uh, organization, but not nearly to the extent I know now. Essentially, the largest union in the country controls the Department of Education, the Democrat Party, and all affiliated progressive organizations. Even though they are a 501c3 tax-deductible organization, they influence politics by contributing over $90 million annually to hundreds of progressive groups who then, in turn, support candidates and causes completely unrelated to education. The most disturbing dynamic here is more than 86% of union dues or taxpayer employee salaries extracted from teacher or member paychecks is dedicated to political causes and candidates. In other words, our own money, yours and mine, mine too, is being used against us. Not only that, the National Education Association is foisting indoctrination education on our minor children and without our knowledge or consent. I'm going to continue reading to you from an article that was produced by the Freedom Center and the link to that article is in the show notes. As of 2006, the NEA's $58 million payroll included over 600 employees and officers, more than half of whom earned salaries exceeding $100,000 a year. The NEA president, Reg Weaver's salary, was $439,000. As of 2004-05, the NEA vice president, Dennis Van Rokel, earned $273,000, and Secretary-Treasurer earned $272,000. By contrast, the average classroom teacher earned $48,000. Though the NEA consistently 
complains that education in the United States is underfunded, government spending on education has in fact outpaced overall economic growth by more than 50% since the early 1900s. As of 2004-05, the government was spending an average of $8,701 per year on public, every public school student. And as a side note, I'm going to remind you, this was, you know, as of 0405 in the state of Oregon, for example, the average, uh, the average annual cost of K-12 through education is $15,000 per student. According to its 2007 financial report, the NEA's total assets were $188 million, $710,000, and its total receipts for the year over $352 million. Moreover, the NEA's aggressive lobbying of Congress has enabled it to benefit from an archaic law freeing it from having to pay its $1.6 million in annual property taxes. No other labor union in America has been able to negotiate such an arrangement. In recent years, the NEA has also contributed money to a wide variety of progressive advocacy groups, including ACORN, the AFL-CIO, Americans United for Separation of Church and State, the Ballot Initiative Strategy Center, Campaign for America's Future, the Center for Community Change, Children's Defense Fund, the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation, Democracy Alliance, the Economic Policy Institute, the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network, the Human Rights Campaign, Leadership Conference on Civil Rights, the League of United Latin American Citizens, the Mexican-American Legal Defense and Educational Fund, NAACP, the National Council of Raza, the National Partnership for Women and Families, the National Urban League, National Women's Law Center, People for the American Way, Planned Parenthood, the Rainbow Push Coalition, the Service Employees International Union, Sierra Club, the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, U.S. Action, the Voter Participation Center, the WAND Education Fund. In November of 2009, the NEA website posted a page titled Recommended Reading, Saul Alinsky, the American Organizer. Now, I'm bringing bringing your attention to that year, 2009, that was the first year that Obama held public office um, on a national level. In 2008 and 2010 election campaign seasons, the NEA gave a combined total of more than $15.3 million in contributions to federal candidates. 97% of that money went to Democrats. During its 100th Representative Assembly held online from June 30th to July 3rd, 2021, the NEA adopted a measure earmarking at least $127,600 to advance the promotion of critical race theory in the classroom. The union described critical race theory as a reasonable and appropriate framework for an accurate and honest presentation of unpleasant aspects of American history such as slavery, Jim Crow, and racial discrimination. The new measure was designed to, A, publicize information about, quote, what CRT is and what it is not, unquote. B, establish a team of staffers 
to help union members who want to learn more and fight back against anti-CRT rhetoric. And C, provide information about how non-whites in America have been harmed by white power and oppression, white supremacy, cis-heteropatriarchy, and capitalism. The NEA has also declared its opposition to efforts to teach children the tenets of the 1619 Project, which casts America as a nation whose entire history, since its founding, has been an unbroken narrative of racist oppression. Moreover, the NEA website lamented that attacks on anti-racist teachers are increasing, coordinated by well-funded organizations such as the Heritage Foundation, and that it was vital for the union to be better prepared to respond to these attacks so that our members can continue this important work, unquote. The NEA supports critical race theory in Black Lives Matter. In a July 6, 2021 speech at an AFT meeting, American Federation of Teachers, Randy Weingarten, the organization's president, defended the teaching of children about race and pushed back against the critics who questioned the educational and moral validity of critical race theory being part of a school curriculum. Quote, let's be clear, Weingarten proclaimed, critical race theory is not taught in elementary schools or high schools, unquote. And answering back defiantly to anyone who questioned how the current teaching about race may be divisive rather than educational. She further claimed that, quote, culture warriors are labeling any discussion of race, racism, or discrimination as CRT to try to make it toxic. They are bullying teachers and trying to stop us from teaching students accurate history, unquote. Weingarten and other educators, including local school boards across the country, likewise have been walking back their previous vigorous defense of CRT, claiming instead, as she did, that teaching about race and white supremacy is merely, quote, accurate history, unquote, and not part of a campaign to indoctrinate students with an ideological stew of racial justice, activism, white police brutality, social and economic disparities between whites and people of color, and a culture of white supremacy in which the privilege of the majority disadvantages and oppresses black victims. But Weingarten's protestation aside, the NEA and other educators groups are not only actively engaged in promoting CRT, but are creating learning environments in which students are bombarded with an increasingly radical set of lesson plans, some taught in conjunction with Black Lives Matter at school week and some part of regular instruction that teach children a one-sided view of race, law enforcement, class, family structure, crime, and economics, topics that have not heretofore been a central or even appropriate part of K-12 education. What began as a well-intentioned attempt to teach tolerance and anti-racism in schools widened into an ideological campaign permeating school curricula. Some components of that ideological campaign were revealed at an NEA meeting in one matter adopted by members, the new business item 39. 
Contrary to Weingarten's minimizing CRT's presence, the resolution committed the NEA members to, quote, share and publicize through existing channels information already available on critical race theory and have a team of staffers for members who want to learn more and fight back against anti-CRT rhetoric and share information with other NEA members as well as their community members, unquote. The language of this business item affirms the promotion of a, quote, an already created in-depth study that critiques empire, white supremacy, anti-blackness, anti-indigenity, racism, patriarchy, cis-heteropatriarchy, capitalism, ableism, anthropocentrism, and other forms of power and oppression at the intersections of our society and that we oppose attempts to ban critical race theory and or the 1619 Project, unquote. Not only is the NEA actively engaged in promoting CRT, but contrary to Weingarten's public denials, it plans to fund an effort to attack and discredit any critics of CRT in the schools, including the 1619 Project, that attempts, quote, to place the consequences of slavery and the contributions of black Americans at the very center of the story we tell ourselves about who we are as a country, unquote. The NEA's obsession with race, social justice, and victimization permeates the organization's ideology and its notion of what should be taught and propagandized in public schools. In an NEA resource guide, quote, racial justice in education, unquote. For example, the organization lays out for the teachers a group of what they term, quote, guiding principles on racial and social justice in education, unquote. The NEA's vision for public education, the guide proclaims, advances inclusion, equity, and racial and social justice in our schools and society. The bias in the NEA's vision is revealed in some of the subsequent language of the guide, such as the proclamation that teachers, quote, work must dismantle white supremacy and ensure that bigotry or discrimination based on gender, sexual orientation, disability, or national origin are not part of our classrooms, educational curricula, school policies, and discipline practices, unquote. And in a nod to the false notion that white law enforcement brutalizes minorities, that, quote, schools must be safe for all students and free from state-sanctioned, racialized, and gender-based violence, unquote. Teachers are encouraged to engage as social activists and to pass on that engagement to their students by other teaching resources as well. On an NEA-sponsored website, edjustice.com, For example, one of the recommended books is Teaching for Black Lives, a Rethinking Schools publication. The book's introduction challenges teachers to enlist in a campaign for racial equity and, in fact, to transform classrooms into centers of resistance with students, presumably complicit activists. Quote, The ferocity of racism in the United States against black minds and black bodies demands that teachers fight back. Unquote. The book's introduction read, and the editors, quote, see this collection as playing an important role in highlighting the ways educators can and should make their classrooms and schools sites of resistance to white supremacy 
and anti-blackness, unquote. According to the editors of this book, teachers, quote, must organize against anti-blackness amongst our colleagues and in our communities. We must march against police brutality in the streets, and we must teach for black lives in our classrooms, unquote. Black Lives Matter had seeped into school instruction prior to George Floyd's death, at which point its viability and adoption accelerated at a dizzying rate. But educators had already begun to adopt some of the movement's principles and ideology, and particularly those aspects which called on supporters to become activists in the cause of racial justice. Teaching for Black Lives introduction admits that one of its sections, Making Black Lives Matter in Our Schools, has as at its purpose to show, quote, how police violence and the movement for black lives can explicitly be brought to schools and classrooms by educators through organizing mass action and through curriculum, unquote. And how, quote, it is also important for students and teachers to understand their roles in organizing in support of black life and black communities and against anti-black racism through the hope and beauty of student activism and collective action and not content to merely enlist educators in the campaign to obsess on the racist defects of the United States and to promote that view to impressionable students teachers additionally try to prepare students for social activism, even recruiting elementary school-aged children to become foot soldiers in the cause of social justice. A 2019 Black Lives Matter at School Week of Action, quote, lesson and activity plan, links for elementary school, unquote, for example, designed for use by grades three through five, but which may include lessons appropriate for K through 2 as well, is a lesson plan for teaching activism, organizing, and resistance. In one of the lesson plan's modules, students are taught art and activism, purportedly as a way of learning about tolerance. The activity capitalizes on children's natural relationship to art by promoting them to examine the ways art relates to community leadership and activism. With individual lessons on art and community activism, who are the activists in my community, art and LGBT rights, study of symbols, and art and social justice, what is a portrait? And if that doesn't make you angry, in another module, Resistance Stories, students are directed to read stories about activists in order to consider ideas around economic justice and protests as a means to achieve change. Once they have read the stories and discussed them in class, they will then consider ways that they can take a stand about a social issue within their own school or community that concerns them. And then explore issues in their own communities and engage in a form of activism to address that issue. The lesson plan also introduces children to different ways young people have used the internet to work toward positive social change. An additional part of the lesson in the section called Exploring Teacher Strikes, during which children explore the reasons why teachers have gone on strikes, 
by engaging in role-playing. The NEA's far-left political agendas are evident in the new business items it adopted in its 2021 Representative Assembly. Join me next time as we review these business items and explore just what the National Education Association wants for our children and our nation. Thanks for listening. We'd love to have you join us. Please fill out the form on our website called Join Us. Oh, and one last thing. Would you be willing to support us financially? We are 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. And that means that you can take a tax deduction for any amount you give. I encourage you to join the 12 by 12 club. That's $12 a month for 12 months. If you do that, you will receive a complimentary parent guide as long as supplies last. Go to our website, parentsrightsined.org and click on the donate button. Thanks so much for joining us and helping us do what we do here. This is Suzanne Gallagher, and this is Parents' Rights Now.